the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Danny Cannell, Chip Patterson, Barton Simmons, and Tom Fernelli. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Barton Simmons. I'm Chip Patterson. Uh, Thank you if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash cover3. Go and subscribe to our YouTube channel, please. If you're listening to this, download wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, You might be listening to this podcast within a news story because this is breaking news. That's why you see the sirens. And this is... um, the, you, we look beautiful because we're fresh off the set, uh, CBS Sports HQ, from news that we did not anticipate tackling at the top of the 6 o'clock hour. And it is that Nick Saban has tested positive for COVID-19 uh, along with Alabama Athletic Director Greg Byrne. He found out the results of his positive test this afternoon. He left the building immediately, went home, began the isolation process. Nick Saban says he is asymptomatic, and um, he has passed on the preparation duties, at least, to offensive coordinator Steve Sarkeesian. The the, the Alabama-Georgia game that we laid out a full mega preview for earlier today. I Barton, I, I'm still standing by all of it. Like, I, I don't think that I have changed much outside of the everything around this game and the the epic nature of this game and you know all the stakes and the fact that it is Alabama and Georgia these two the the class of the SEC type programs I, I I really feel like I'm still looking at this game the same way even if it is without the greatest coach in college football history likely being on the sidelines yeah yeah I am too I, I think like I want to be I want to Part two and like making sure that the like the the human element of this is covered on our end in the sense that this is like the reality is Nick Saban is got got COVID and like his health is I think sort of the most important thing without in, a doubt in the, in the initial front and 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 I think like the thing that is sort of like throughout this in the in the um in the pre in the, in the buildup to the season and the discussion of whether or not to have the season, it, it always did appear to me from my, from, from my point of view and my little medical knowledge and, and, and all of that, uh, that like the players weren't really truly at risk. Yes. I know that they are to some degree. And I, and I get that like there's all sorts of different sort of opinions medically and otherwise about sort of the potency of, of COVID. But the, the, the more, I think, probably pressing risk of this was always coaches and support staff and people in the building. And their families and the people and that, families. you know, that you could pass it on to. 
Right. And, and look, I mean, the reality is Nick Saban's 69 years old. And so I hope certainly that we're a few days away from saying, okay, Nick Saban is testing negative and he's back and he's a healed. And all he had was a uh, running nose for a couple of days and we're good. Um, so, you know, that's, that, that, that's, that's kind of the, the starting point for sure. But obviously then you, then you do certainly move to the game and, with that, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you in that Nick Saban's absence is going to be very surreal. Right. It's going to be, it's not, it's going to feel, I mean, just seeing that sideline, it, this, you know, the sideline, uh, you know, the sideline is not going to be rudderless, but it's, it's going to feel, it's going to feel very rudderless from the outside looking in because it's just, who's the, who's pacing, Who's yelling? Who's ranting? Who's who's like throwing their clipboard? Like who who takes on that role? And I guess it's Steve Sarkeesian. That's who they've they've named as sort of the um, the day to day COO, so to speak. Um, but I, I, it's it's it is going to be, um, I think, uh, a bizarre feeling to watch. And I think, it, but but I also think that Alabama is built such that. Nick Saban is important, but the structure he's put in place in that program, the you know the discipline that he's instilled, the 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 procedures in place, um, the habits like those are the things that make Alabama great. Um, and so I think that you know Alabama is still Alabama on on Saturday night. We t- we we mentioned the human aspect of this early on in our HQ hit, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, I think we each touched on it in our, in our first, our I, first answer. I apologize for not mentioning it off the top. I mean, we just, we just got, went through like 15 minutes of like yeah. all the different levels and I'm just, I mean, I, I'm, I'm being raw right here. Like it's right. the, the engine got, got going and, and, and I guess that's one of those weird things is it's really easy to get lost. There's so many levels to this that I, I'm glad that you mentioned it first, that it is very, very important that we mentioned the, uh, the, the human part of this and athletic director, Greg Byrne as well. Mm-hmm. But like the, you know, to, to think that this is going to be such a, like some shell shocking news. Uh, I, I think that the, um, importance of trying to value every single, like I'm concerned about every single Florida staff member that has tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, as, as we get the reports of more staff members that have tested positive over there as the Gators game did end up getting moved, uh, for, oh yeah, I guess, Hey, that's, that's another bit of news that's happened since we posted our podcast like six hours ago, uh, Florida LSU moved to December 12th, most likely tentatively moved there as the numbers continue to increase on the positive tests on the Florida side, the, for the, uh, all of those are very concerning. The, the hope, like you mentioned, is that Nick Saban is going to remain asymptomatic and that he is uh, going to have a full recovery and that he's going to be back on the sidelines for Alabama this season without any kind of complications or anything further. The, the reality of what Alabama can be without Nick Saban is very, very much focused on what you said, which is like this is an experienced team on the offensive side for sure. And in a lot of key places where 
they're going to, if as long as they continue to maintain the habits that they have carried into their, you know, for the most part, gangbuster start to the season, defensively Ole Miss game uh, removed from that consideration, then you're going to see a championship-level effort from the Crimson Tide. And if you're going to see a championship-level effort from the Crimson Tide against Georgia, then this can still be one heck of a ball game. But in the same way that you get chills before the the really big games just because of this like uh, almost like ghost-like cloud that sort of envelops the, the really epic ones, it is going to be very, very eerie that a major, major storyline is Nick Saban not going to be a part of it. It's, you, you will talk about it right off the jump. We'll talk about it for the rest of the week on CBS Sports HQ as we do our run-up to the game. But I, I'm... Um, I don't know. I'm I'm curious. How are you feeling about that staff? Because we talk about that Alabama staff a lot. We talked to Travis Ryer about the makeup of that staff. And are you are you in a position right now where you know you think that they are ready to answer the challenge? Because I think the challenge is much more for the staff than it is for the players in terms of how you uh, respond to Nick Saban not being in person at least a part of the preparation and a part of game day. Yeah, that, that one's a tough one. I think uh, it's hard to know how this staff is going to respond because let's let's just – and I, I don't even know if that's been sort of uh, verified that Steve Sarkeesian is day head coach. The wording of, of Nick Saban's statement um, sort of certainly implied that, sort of said like he's going to be running the operation um, in the building while I'm gone or whatever it was. Um, and it didn't sort of out and out say he will be the acting head coach on game day. Um, I, again, I assume he will be. And, and if he is, I mean, Nick Saban is not calling plays on offense. He's not calling plays on defense. Uh, he's a defensive guy, but he is very, he certainly appears from our perch to be very hands-on with what's going on on offense um, he is, I, 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 he appears to be quite a micromanager. Um, I, you know, if you're going to hand the keys to the car, to the offensive coach who is also calling plays, I do think that there's a possibility that that complicates things. There's a possibility that that complicates the, the overall game plan. That is a possibility that it complicates the play calling, um, I, I don't anticipate that being a significant storyline, though, just because I think these guys are professionals, and I think that this staff is made up of such a bunch of veterans that they'll have it. They'll they'll have a system in place. You know, maybe it's Charles Huff takes over play calling duties uh, with with Sarkeesian kind of having more of a um, more, more of a veto power or more you know third down or goal lines or whatever it is. Uh, but I, I think that this is a staff that's very capable, very equipped to sort of weather this. And, you know, I, I mentioned it on the, the HQ, like you almost have to, I, in fact, as on HQ, I went to the Alabama website roster to find, to figure out, to see if I'm forgetting any of their analysts. Cause they have so many like former head coach analysts that they don't have them listed. So you gotta have to just know them, but, uh, former head coach, major Applewhite, former head coach, Charlie Strong, former head coach, Mike Stoops, former head coach, like all of these guys, they're just a, it's just like a bunch of who's who of, of um, head coaches that are just there um, that can be support in this. Um, 
and in whatever way they need to be. So, you know, don't, don't cry for Alabama as a, a, from a preparation standpoint. I think that they're fully equipped to get this done. Kyle Flood, another one who I didn't mention yet, who, who was a Rutgers head coach, like they're everywhere on that staff. And so I, I, I don't, I don't um, lack confidence in Alabama's ability to put together um, a, 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 a system that works on game day with, without Nick Saban involved. But if I can put on my overanalyzing hat, if I can take this like in a, in a very uh, speaking out of turn type place, those are a lot of alpha dogs. Who's is, are we? Are we staring at each other, wondering who's going to step up? There's there's a lot there's a lot of coaches and a lot of personalities. The big voice just left the room. You know, are are all the siblings right now trying to decide who's the real babysitter now that mom and dad are like out on the vacation right now? That's I mean I I don't know I I don't know the pulse of that locker room, but I I think not the locker room, the coaches like meeting rooms, right? But that's. That to me is gonna is where like that is the next step of I think this is a bigger challenge for the coaches than it is for the players because the big voice the one that keeps everybody in check is gone. I mean, maybe he's on Zoom, but he's gone, and so you know like does everybody know their place? So and you brought this up on HQ, so I'll, I'll you know tip the hat to you here, but the the. Really, like when I'm envisioning this game, and when you're sort of trying to envision, like, okay, something goes wrong, who's the coach? Like, what you're asking is, like, who's the coach that's going to get in everybody's ass and, you know, rant and rave and scream and throw a headset and 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 keep everybody um, focused and 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 all that kind of stuff. And you're right, like, I think that's a that's a fair question because Nick Saban is is so domineering in that way, but when I visualize this game and when I visualize something going wrong, I don't visualize Steve Sarkeesian getting in somebody's ass. I don't visualize Charles Huff or, or Kyle Flood or um, Pete Golding or whoever. I visualize Najee Harris or Alex Leatherwood or... Um, Devonta Smith, another senior. Devonta Smith or, or Dylan Moses. Like that is a very veteran group. Um, I think there's really strong leadership on that team typically is at Alabama. That's, that's not, not, not rare, but I think there's really strong leadership in this team. And we saw it like we saw it at Ole Miss. Um, the one time that they punted, I don't know if you remember the one time they punted that uh, Alabama punted against Ole Miss, Alex Leatherwood came off the field and was, was hot. Like he was heated. And I want to say it was uh, Cole Kubelik who posted like the, the clips of the next series and Alex Leatherwood was absolutely <laughs> like, like I need to go unsafe. look at that. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was unsafe, like out there, like <laughs> to be a defender in front of him. And and that was after he really kind of you know called his teammates to task. And and um I just think that, that that presence is there. I'm not really worried about that side of it. I think if there's a side to worry about, it's you know, is there a is Sarkeesian you know, not call the perfect game because he's got too much on his plate or something like that. I think that the, I think the focus will be there because this team is just, you know, these guys came back from the, you know, these guys uh, skipped the NFL draft to come back here for, for a reason. We're going to be recording locks in a little bit, I guess like 17, 15, 16 hours. Are you going to put any, are you going to you could throw this one on the card at all? 
my my initial reaction is so the the Lions Georgia minus six. Uh, I mean Alabama minus six, right? And I would imagine. Like, do you think it'll change? Do you do you think the line will move? I've I've seen initial reports that it's already dropped to four. Okay. So I actually kind of love that on the Alabama side of it. Yeah. I mean that that feels like maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe Nick Saban is is going to have an incredible impact in 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 his um, in his absence. But I I think of this. I do think of this in the terms of of when you play hurt, you have to bring a different level of resolve and focus to the game, to the field, to the court, whatever it is, than when you're healthy. And I think in a lot of cases, it brings out the best in the competitor. And I think that you've got an entire team that's going to be really probably like very much um, activated. Uh, and so I think that, that that presents like a lot of value for Alabama to be like very equipped to handle this. Um, maybe I'm maybe I'm like like I don't know. Like, do you think that I'm under underestimating this? No, I, I think this I think this this creates an opportunity for Alabama to maybe like be I don't know. Dare I say it? Like like even more like even better. That's that, that sounds that sounds wrong. Yeah, yeah I'm okay. glad I'm glad I'm glad it came <laughs> out. You're like, that. yeah, let's 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 roll that back a little bit. Yeah. I, I just it doesn't change my uh it doesn't really change where I'm at. Um I I thought Alabama and I thought under. And you thought Alabama laying the points before. Yeah, I thought Alabama well, laying the, the points. Very, so 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 that's what it is. It's basically like you're getting two additional points of value, I think. Yeah. If you're in, in just this game. Yeah, I'm I am probably going to be locking up the under. I still got the night to meditate on it. Um I mean if 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 anything, this is just like another reason to not try and, and get too wild and too reckless and just be like, all right, best talent in college football. It's about to go be on the field. Let's just let's just let it rock. That kind of thing. Um Scout, who's gonna win? Alabama or Georgia? She doesn't know. She had no idea. She said Kentucky. Uh, she's truly. That's right. That's <laughs> she's right. she's farting Um. Anyway, so we'll be we will be dropping our locks very soon. Uh, we will get this fired off, and uh, and and we will continue to break this down uh, all through the week. As Barton mentioned at the top, as I should have mentioned at the very top, but again, it's just head is going really fast right now. Number one, we have Nick Saban and Athletic Director Greg Byrne. Asymptomatic, full recovery. Uh, Nick Saban's daughter is currently on Twitter right now, giving health updates. Says that he is asymptomatic and that he's actually coaching practice on Zoom. He will hold a media availability tonight for on Zoom. We will get very very comfortable with Nick Saban's office uh, over the next couple days. Nick Saban's invincible. I, I can't like he is the he is the healthiest looking sixty nine year old man like he I, f- I feel like he has gotten younger through the years uh, and so look I think I think he's I think he can handle this for sure uh, so. get better Coach Saban he is Barton Simmons you can follow him on Twitter at Barton Simmons you can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson Barton thank you very much. Yep.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.